Hump Day edition, y'all show back with you. Welcome to the show that's all about the South. I'm John Rawl, your general of all things Southern. And we're glad that you could tune us in here on great stations across Dixie, or if you're getting us in iTunes, in the iTunes podcast, or other podcast options out there where we appear. Thank you for listening and share it with a friend. And we appreciate all the all the good likes and comments and such. If you want to reach us here, our number is 803-816-1170. And on Twitter, we can be found at Y'all Show. And you can also find us on Instagram at Y'all Show 2. And just love you. Love to have you here. And love your input and just everything we can provide about the South for you. Coming up on today's Y'all Show, in just a few minutes, we're going to talk ACC football and basketball with Jonathan Leifheit of CBS Sports Digital and 247sports.com. Jonathan is the ACC guru, and we're going to have him talk about the number one Clemson Tigers as Clemson captured that title earlier this week in California. And it's all Clemson talk plus other football goings on. In fact, I'm going to get Jonathan to recap the ACC's bowl season. It was good and it was bad for the ACC. Some real strange, even a game that got canceled in the ACC's bowl lineup this year. And we'll talk about the ACC in terms of college basketball. The number one team in the country is in the ACC, and that's in both polls. And what's crazy is both polls have a different ACC team atop the college basketball world. We'll tell you those two teams when we have that spotlight here in just a few minutes. You don't want to miss it. In hour two, we'll talk country music with Precious Harris, and we will have hashtag Huddlebaloo coming your way. All that here on the All Southern Program. We start our headlines from Dixie out with what happened last night as President Donald Trump had an address from the Oval Office, and he made a pitch about fulfilling his campaign promise of building a wall at the Mexican border. Trump suggested that other people, including rich liberals, build walls, quote, not because they hate the people outside, but because they love the people inside. And so effectively, he's saying we should build a wall as an act of love, not out of hate. And the government continues to be shut down. He did not order the wall to be built. This was not a presidential declaration in this address on Tuesday night. That could come. Now, some are saying that he doesn't have the legal standing to make such a declaration at this point. I don't know if he does or not. I'm no scholar on constitutional law, but we'll see what happens with the wall effort. And a lot of the diehards are saying, Trump, you keep that government shut down and you don't give an inch. Unfortunately, the other side is saying the same thing. And you could say on their side, unfortunately, the Republicans are saying don't give an inch. So we live in a country that was founded on compromise. And on this issue, I don't see a compromise coming at least today. Tomorrow, maybe. Next year, maybe. Next decade, maybe. Uh, This is a a terrible mess. It's been going on a long time. But the president did not take it to a level some thought he could have by declaring that the wall would be funded immediately in a declaration, an emergency declaration. That didn't happen Tuesday night. People in D.C. are definitely walking on eggshells. And speaking of eggs, the U.S. Supreme Court has decided not to preside over legal challenges to laws in a couple of states that required larger living areas for some farm animals. And a total of 15 states led by Missouri and Indiana 
had asked the court to accept original jurisdiction over the lawsuit. Now, President Trump's administration had urged it not to do so. It said the dispute over interstate commerce was best suited for a district court. And all this gets in terms of the selling of state egg. Egg, you know, if you love your eggs and you want to keep them the way you are, some states are trying to change the law, state egg laws. And there's a case in front of the Supreme Court right now. If you're a farmer, this really means a lot to you uh, in terms of cage-free hens and such. But yeah, and even those of us who just love scrambled eggs and fried eggs and any other egg product, it will affect you ultimately whenever this decision gets met. While the government shutdown continues, a really feel-good story from Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia, the guy that was the talk of so much back in the fall as he actually did vote for the Kavanaugh appointment to the U.S. Supreme Court, and President Trump still went after him because he wanted a more solid vote in the Senate from a Republican, but Joe Manchin held on to a Senate seat in the November elections. Well, now Joe Manchin of West Virginia said he plans to donate any paychecks he receives during the ongoing government shutdown, and he's going to use those checks to help fund banks, food banks, that is, in his home state. And that's a pretty cool thing. I'd love to see more and more of that happen across the members of Congress, especially the folks that have a little extra spending money. Joe Manchin giving his money back to the food banks of West Virginia during the government shutdown. The police chief of New Orleans, Michael Harrison, he is packing his bags and he's heading to Baltimore, Maryland to be the new police commissioner in the biggest city in the state of Maryland. And that's good news, I guess, for for Baltimore. And bad news if you are in the Big Easy, because all signs point to Harrison helping improve the lives of New Orleans residents. And so a new police chief coming from one big city in the south to another fringe southern city. Here's some more good news. The U.S. cancer death has hit a milestone. It's in its 25th year of decline. Now, who would ever think that cancer would be declining? I didn't know until I saw this report, but it's been falling for 25 years, the death rate from cancer. Lower smoking rates are translating into fewer deaths, and also you have advances in early detection and treatment are also having a positive impact, according to experts. All good news. Of course, we all dream of the day that cancer is eradicated and it's no long it's like the bubonic plague it's something in the history books cancer remains the nation's number two killer and it's predicted that there will be more than 1.7 million new cancer cases this year more than 600,000 cancer deaths in america in 2019 so still number two and those kind of numbers almost what did I say? 600,000 deaths from cancer in 2019 is forecast. And that, that number is going down, thankfully. But still, what a great day that will be when cancer is gone for good. Remember North Carolina's legislature years ago had a bathroom bill that became all the talk, all the rage, caused all kind of, all kind of protests. I remember the NBA All-Star Game was set for Charlotte, and they moved it out. And now it's coming back this year. It'll be in Charlotte at the Spectrum Center in about two months, maybe, is when that's held. As the Hornets will host that. Michael Jordan, the owner of that franchise. 
But the fallout from the bathroom bill continues in the state of North Carolina. The latest is it may force a new Netflix series about the state's outer banks to actually cross state lines and film in South Carolina. The show creator of a show called OBX, Jonas Pate, has told the Wilmington, North Carolina newspaper that the film was started uh, set to begin filming this spring, but the streaming service passed on filming in North Carolina because of a clause in HB2's replacement that halts new local anti-discrimination ordinances until 2020. And that's going to cost a lot of jobs. The production is projected to spend around $60 million where it films. So advantage South Carolina if indeed they go south and make the Grand Strand or wherever they choose to film this look like the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And I'll be very honest with you, as a Carolina native, a South Carolina native, and a guy that loves the South, I've never been to the Outer Banks. I've been to the Crystal Coast, which is just south of there, Moorhead City. And of course, I've been to Wilmington. I've been to Calabash, the tastiest place in North Carolina's coastal area, home of Calabash Shrimp. But I've not been to the Outer Banks. Well, there's a good reason for that. It's hard to get to the Outer Banks. You've got to drive and go out of your way to get there. And when you get there, it's pretty remote. So that's the main reason I have not been there. Remember, I would estimate a lot of people that go to the Outer Banks are really coming from up north because that's the kind of direction they'll be coming from, and it's an easy spot for them to to go to their beach homes and such if you're coming from places like Pennsylvania or even further north. But I've not been there, so call me a wannabe North Carolinian if you want, but uh, not been to the Outer Banks, but I hear it's a lovely place. How about this crazy story coming from Texas? Donnie Romero, a Baptist pastor who's been in the headlines for a long time because of his homophobic sermons that he's put all over the Internet, he's just resigned from his church in Texas after admitting he had been a terrible husband and a father. Well, there's more to the story coming out of Steadfast Baptist Church. And that story is that Romero resigned because he had been with prostitutes. And according to the successor of his church, Stephen Anderson, the major sin involved was being with prostitutes for Pastor Donnie Romero. Then there was also marijuana and gambling. Now, this pastor had a YouTube channel with 100,000 people following it. And he got into a lot of people's bad side rightfully so, for some of the idiotic comments Romero said following the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando a couple of years when he applauded that mass shooting of gay people, called uh, gays the scum of the earth. And now this guy gets caught with prostitutes. And what's funny is the successor of the church, the Steadfast Baptist Church in Texas, says that he's not sure what sex the prostitutes were that Romero was with. (laughs) So how about that? Yeah, karma. It's a biatch (laughs) for Donnie Romero. 
All right, more Confederate statue news for you. And as a fan of the Civil War and a fan of Confederate history, this one bothers me, maybe not as much as when it actually happened. But in Durham, North Carolina, the statue that was illegally torn down by a bunch of yahoos protesting in 2017, a commission there has proposed that it go into a museum or some kind of, I think an old courthouse or something like that. The county government proposed to move it indoors from the grounds outside where it was literally toppled and they want it moved inside and on display, which means no one will see it. That's what the wackos want. They want to erase our Southern history. And this was torn down just after the Charlottesville protests by reactors, protests reacting to what happened in Charlottesville, this happened in Durham, and now they want it put in an indoor display. A beautiful statue put up more than 100 years ago, I think, was when the one in Durham was put up. And I saw where in Winston-Salem they are having a similar issue where they want to move a Confederate statue that's actually on private land. They're calling it a public nuisance. At least that's what I was told it was on private land. I don't see how... They could possibly do that if it was on land. I think they're owned, owned by the United Daughters of the Confederacy. But, yeah, our Southern history, uh, some some people may love it. Some people may hate it. But it is our history regardless. And North Carolina, unfortunately, has had cases in several cities now of people tearing down monuments and breaking the law in doing so. A lady that was a native of Georgia, born there in 1904, grew up on a farm, but then moved north, died this week at the age of 114. Lessie Brown, and she was the oldest person in the United States. She died in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, and she became the oldest person in America after Another person died in May of last year in Pennsylvania. Mrs. Brown became the oldest person, and she died at 114 years young. That Georgia native had some good Georgia raisin, even though she went north. We'll say that was maybe the secret to a long and healthy life for her, and she's now deceased. A woman in Florida, 86 years old is accused of fatally beating her 89-year-old husband, killed him with a cane. Investigators say that Ramona Maxine Lund fatally beat her husband with that cane and now is being held in the Santa Rosa County, Florida jail on a $250,000 bond. And authorities are trying to determine whether she suffers from dementia. A neighbor called 911 over the weekend after seeing Mrs. Lund standing over Francis Lund's body on the front porch. And the man told detectives he thought Lund had fallen and his wife was trying to help him up. The neighbor performed CPR until paramedics arrived. Inside the home, investigators found pieces of the cane covered in blood. Horrible story there. We hope she doesn't have dementia and that was the cause of this. But sad news there, killing her husband with a cane, an 86-year-old woman killing her 89-year-old husband. Now to Tennessee, Manchester, Tennessee. If you haven't heard of Bonnaroo in this middle Tennessee town, 
Bonnaroo is a huge summer arts and music festival that's been going on at least a decade now. Shuts down Interstate 24 between Nashville and Chattanooga. There's a lot of a lot of fun, a lot of illegal fun that goes on there as well. It's kind of like Woodstock meets the South, but maybe quite not quite as wild as Woodstock. Well, the 18th edition of Bonnaroo will take place in June. It starts from on June 13th and runs until June 16th. Tickets for Bonnaroo go on sale tomorrow. So if you want to go get your tickets right now, note to self, log on to the Bonnaroo website tomorrow, Thursday, and get your tickets. Now, who all will be performing at Bonnaroo? It's going to get things started for the second year. There'll be the Grand Ole Opry featuring special guests from the Opry. That's what's going to happen on that Thursday June 13th, when Bonnaroo begins in Manchester. Thousands and thousands of people go to this. It's a big deal. Other acts performing at this year's Bonnaroo include, and some of these I haven't heard of, so if I butcher the name, I apologize, Post Malone, Childish Gambino, the Avet Brothers, Cardi B, the Lumineers, Hozier, Casey Musgraves, and more. Bonnaroo Music Art and Arts Festival, June 13th through 16th in Manchester, Tennessee. And there's tons of other artists. I think people sleep in tents or just sleep on the ground because there's not tons of hotel choices for this event. If you like music, go ahead and circle the date there in mid-June in Manchester, not far from Tullahoma, Tennessee, for Bonnaroo. All right, well, that will conclude our look at the South from a headline standpoint. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the ACC. Jonathan Leifheit of 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital will be stopping by with a report. And the Clemson Tigers, the national champs, will be front and center. But we'll also talk about the ACC's performance in the bowl games and a little ACC basketball talk, too. This is the Y'all Show Talk with a South Ron accent. Your skin does a lot for you. It endures the cold and sun and nights when you sleep with your makeup on. Tell it you love it back during the Love Your Skin event at Ulta Beauty with brands like Philosophy, Dermalogica, and Clinique. All 50% off with Daily Beauty Steals. Plus, licensed skin experts will give your skin the love it deserves with customized facial treatments that fit your needs and goals. Hurry in now through January 26th for a gift with purchase from brands like Mario Badescu, Peter Thomas Roth, and Murad. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Shaquille O'Neal here. If you battle back or hip pain or knee or shoulder pain, you don't have to tough it out. You can just turn it off with Smart Relief from Icy Hot. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that safely block pain at the nerve level. It's simple, easy to use, and it's been clinically tested to start providing immediate relief for hours, even after you turn it off. So if you're battling pain, let Icy Hot help you win that battle. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Use only as directed. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. 
Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you take back control of your money and finances and it gives you penalty free access to your savings plus it beats the pants off any 401k or ira these are uncertain times so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security to get this free report go to bankonyourself.com right now that's bankonyourself.com bankonyourself.com For the second consecutive day here on the Y'all Show, we play Tiger Rag, the fight song for Clemson University here on the Y'all Show, Talk with a Southern Accent. This is our ACC Spotlight, where we talk about the ACC, and hey, give us some credit. We give the ACC equal credit across the Southeast, and guess what? The ACC has produced your national champion in college football. We're now joined by Jonathan Leifheit, who covers... ACC and college football and a whole whole lot more for CBS Sports Digital and 247sports.com. And he's back with his first installment of his ACC report for the new year. Happy New Year to you, Jonathan. Happy New Year to you as well. Well, you just had a team in your conference win the national championship. You should be a lot more excited than that, Jonathan. Well, I mean, I'm I'm appreciative of all that and everything. I just wish it was my team from the ACC. <laughs> yeah, so it's got to be tough for a lot of teams, not just Georgia Tech, having teams like Alabama win now, Clemson, Florida State's won. You've got teams like Tennessee that hadn't won in 20 years. You got Georgia who hadn't won anything in gosh 30, 38 38 years. South Carolina's never won anything. Do, do I need to keep going. I, I'll give Auburn some credit. At least they've won something here in the last decade. But, man, yeah. there's a lot of schools, including ACC schools, that need to step up to the plate, including Miami. I'm, I think one of those North Carolina schools should at least be competing for a national championship. Call me crazy, but... Eh, you're crazy. Okay. Well, UVA looked like a national champion-type contender in their bowl game, but we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. That's, that's what happens when you play South Carolina. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're right, you're right. Well, Jonathan, let's talk about we we got to give Clemson some love. We already gave them plenty of love yesterday on the show, but now we're back today on this Wednesday edition. And did you see this one coming? 44-16 over Alabama? You know, I, I thought that it would probably be a, a closer game. I felt like Clemson was getting a little bit of short thrift. Everybody was talking about, you know, their schedule and how easy it was and that they didn't play anybody. And, and I've seen them enough times, you know, following the ACC and whatnot that – I knew they were a really good team, and of course, you know, I've seen Alabama a few times this year as well, and and, and they are certainly an incredible team. And as a matter of fact, I, I think when you look at college football right now, it's Clemson, Alabama, and everybody else. So, but I, I felt going in there that Clemson had a pretty good shot, and I really wasn't sure who would win this game. Did I see forty-four to sixteen whipping coming? No, I didn't. 
Um, I did not at all. I didn't, I didn't see either team blowing the other one out. So this was a little bit of a surprise. And uh, for Alabama, to, it almost looked like a panic uh, that they had at, at what Clemson was doing. Um, really kind of a shocker. But uh, give the Tigers some credit. Uh, Dabo has built one hell of a program up there. Um, and he is recruiting, and they are having fun, and they're getting good players, and they're executing. They got everything rolling up there right now. Let's take recruiting away for a minute. I'm asking you, Jonathan, what is the secret to Clemson's success? And I don't want to know about recruiting. We know that's good. What else do they have going for them? Well, there's a few things they have going for. One of them is resources. Um, I believe they have one of the largest staffs uh, for for their entire football program, if not the largest staff, certainly in the ACC. And it's among the biggest in the country. And you go look at the number of, uh, consultants that you'll see on the payroll at Alabama or uh, just up the road to our, our neighbors in Athens. And Clemson's got those. So that's one thing they've got um, is that. The second thing they've got that I think is is kind of vastly underrated is they've got staff continuity. Um, Chad Morris left, the offensive coordinator left, and I believe Jeff Scott and Tony Elliott have been the co-offensive coordinators for about the last four or five seasons. That means they have a pretty good handle on what they have. Brent Venables, of course, was hired, uh, what was he, five or six seasons ago, I believe it was. And guess what? They haven't had any turnover there as well. So they've had really, really strong uh, continuity at the top, and I think that's paid some dividends. I think I actually think uh, the amount of turnover that Saban's had at Alabama might be one of the reasons that we saw them not play as well because I feel like, uh, you know, Mike Loxley – he hasn't played Clemson uh, as an offensive coordinator until you know last night. Yeah, Tony Elliott. Tony Elliott's seen the uh, Bama defense the last four years in a row, so I think that's helped out a good bit uh, and probably helped them in in the game last night. So you you ask besides recruiting, what have they got going for them? Resources and continuity, I think, are two big keys to what they're doing. And I'm sure there's other keys too, but those are the two other factors besides the personnel, the actual guys on the field personnel we're talking about? Yeah, I mean, you know, when I talk about resources, they've got a massive payroll. That means they can pay, you know, guys a lot of money. They can get the best of the best. They they can put consultants in there. Um, I saw a thing just as an example where where actually they had discovered one of uh, Nick Saban's fake punt uh, that he likes to use that he hadn't used since 2002 against uh, LSU. Well, that's, you know, 17, 16, 17 years ago. And yet they had a, they had a consultant who's out there sniffing out every day, doggone game that he's ever played, looking for things like that to go for. And guess what? It paid a dividend because they ran a very similar fake, uh, fake kick the other night and, and Clemson snuffed it out and were able to, to get it. So it's the resources just cannot be underestimated. Um, and the and the continuity as well. And you're telling me that essentially no other ACC program has anything like that in terms of resources. Uh, Florida State does. Um, they they certainly are, are up there among among the the leaders in terms of resources. They've had a lot of you know kind of issues with with uh, with coaching turnover and 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 some other things going on there. But you know, there's a reason that there's. There's been three uh, national championships won in the last six years in the ACC, and that's part of the reason why Florida State has one of them. All right. Well, again, Clemson just looking so impressive. Now, 
Dabo on Tuesday came out and said that, no, they're not a dynasty. They're a long way from a dynasty in Clemson, South Carolina. What do you think of those comments? Well, they're not, maybe, maybe they don't think they are, but let me tell you, they're not a long way from it. They're a pretty short way away from it because uh, they keep this up and getting the national championship game. I mean, they've been in it three out of the, uh, they've been in the national championship game. What is it? Three out of the last four years. Yeah. And they've been and, in the playoff all four years and they've been in the playoff all four years. So if that, if that isn't enough to get them to a dynasty, then it ain't a far trip from there. Yeah. And we coronated them on the Tuesday y'all show, Jonathan, that they're not only the best team, they're the best program. And that was tough for me because you know, deep down, I don't particularly like the Paul and, <laughs> and deep down, I know that in the ACC, they're your rival too, but you got to yeah. give credit where credit's due. And dadgummit, they're probably the best program in all of college football. Yeah. And I mean, you could argue about Bama because they've had certainly a ridiculous number of national championships in the. I mean, let's face it, Bama and, uh, and Clemson have split the last four. So yeah. it'd, be, it'd be hard to place one above the other at this point. But when somebody says, Get, give me the best program, Clemson or Alabama, you pick, take your pick. Yeah. So you're essentially putting this in Georgia Tech terms. You're saying that Clemson's kind of an A-back and Alabama's a B-back. Um. I'm saying they're 1A and 1B. Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Jonathan Leifite, our special guest, as we have him back to work here in the new year as he has our ACC report. We talk about all things Atlantic Coast Conference. Now, Dabo, after winning on Monday night, came out and said, hey, we're going to enjoy this, but come Friday, we're turning our attention to 2019 and what's coming up this coming fall. So I guess that's the way the cycle works in the coaching circuit, huh? Well, yeah, as soon as you start celebrating your uh, past accomplishments, um, they start to get a lot further in the past. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, so I, I get what Dabo's saying. They need to celebrate, and they do need to enjoy it for, uh, for a week. But that, at, at that point, then you got to get back to work on getting ready for next year because if you don't, next year won't be the year you can celebrate. Right. Well, he wasn't even waiting a week. He said this Friday, what is that, four days? He essentially was getting off three days and then back to work on that fourth day. But, hey, who's going to tell him what to do? He's got, he's got things rolling in Death Valley. And Clemson, your 2018, although they earned it in the year 2019, college football playoff national champion, the Clemson Tigers. Jonathan, let's talk about the ACC's performance in bowl games, if you will. It was kind of a, a little bit of a mixed bag. The cherry on top was the Clemson win over Alabama for the Natty, but we had some other teams struggle, and we saw some teams do pretty good. I was impressed with Wake Forest rallying and getting the win in Birmingham against Memphis, 37-34 back on the 22nd of December, and then Georgia Tech early in those uh, bowl lineups. Tech fell apart in Paul Johnson's last game in Detroit, losing to Minnesota 34-10. Thoughts on those earliest of bowl games? Well, uh, yeah, Wake Forest, um, I think when we went through this, I said that, that Memphis knows how to lose a bowl game and finds a way to lose a bowl game, and yeah. sure enough, they did. I watched that one. They had uh, ample opportunity to win that, found a way to lose it. And Georgia Tech, I mean, that, it just seemed like uh, they decided they were going to retire with Paul Johnson and, and, and already were out on the golf course. So not really sure um, you know, what they thought they were doing out there, but they, they certainly didn't seem like they were – they came ready to play uh, up there at uh, Ford Field. 
Another batch of games played by ACC opponents. You had Duke taking down Temple. David Cutcliffe doing a great job there. 56-27. And remind me, Jonathan, I want to ask you a question that I saw about Cutcliffe's program before we get out of here with you today. Duke wins okay. the bowl game in Shreveport. Wisconsin demolishes the Miami Hurricanes in the Pinstripe Bowl, 35-3. to Syracuse, good win for the conference. They won against West Virginia in the Camping World Bowl. And then Clemson, of course, won the Cotton Bowl against Notre Dame. How about this? Virginia 28, South Carolina 0 in the Belk Bowl. Jonathan, anything you have to say about those bowls I just rattled off? Well, I think uh, so. The Syracuse win was a, was a was a really solid victory. Uh, they played a pretty decent West Virginia team. Uh, certainly did a did a good job there. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the UVA score was probably the surprise to me. Uh, you know, we saw saw South Carolina put up a decent amount of points on Clemson, and we all know that UVA is not in Clemson's class. So to see them pitch a shutout, um, I think. Uh, Virginia probably will be a, as much of a favorite next year in the Coastal as anybody else. So um, from that perspective, uh, they did a great job, and, and Bronco Mendenhall seems to have them kind of turned around and heading in, the right, heading in the right direction. And as good as that win was for the conference, then ACC teams, NC State, Cincinnati beat Virginia Tech, and Pitt fell in their bowl game. Cincinnati down VT, Stanford over Pitt, and NC State was demolished by Texas A&M, the Gator Bowl, 52-13. What do you think about those trio? Yeah, the the, the uh, NC State score was a little surprising. I thought they would fare a little better than that. Ryan Finley just looked like he was uh, completely disinterested. Um, Pitt loses a close one. Uh, not a big surprise. I mean, that, that game could have gone either way um, from you know for those. So, yeah. Um, not a big deal. And then who was the other one? Who did I miss? Virginia Tech loses to Cincinnati in the military bowl. Yeah, it serves them right. They should have uh, – that, that, that game, uh, I felt like uh, Virginia Tech had no business being in that game anyway. And now, with the loss, they have a losing record for the entire year, 6-7, and seven, the Hokies record for the 2018 football and I, season. And, and, that, and that snaps, I believe, about a uh, 25-year uh, streak of a winning season or something like that. Uh, so they were actually among the the, uh, the leaders in the NCAA with consecutive winning seasons, and so they now drop to the back of the pack. And perhaps the wildest bowl game of all was the first responder bowl because it didn't even get played between Boston College and Boise State. Jonathan, what happened there? Uh, weather. I mean, uh, there was uh, some big storms moved through the area, um, really kind of took the game out, and then uh, they weren't able to resume it, and they in- ultimately ended up canceling the game. So uh, BC technically was leading 7 to nothing in the first quarter when that game was called, but uh, uh, never able to finish it. Not like baseball where they have to go through a couple innings to have it canceled and get the win. Yeah, yeah I think you got to go through four quarters. In this case. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here's my question to you about David Cutcliffe. This could be fake news, Jonathan, but I saw somewhere that David Cutcliffe has never had a player transfer out of his program. Is that true? At, at Duke, at least. Um, I, I couldn't go one way or the other on that. I would be surprised if it was true, but I do know that he hasn't had. If he, if if it, if there have been any, there haven't been very many. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's very well could be, could be, could be true. But I'm, I'm. Uh, Given how long he's been there, I'd be kind of surprised. Well, I'm sure he's had people who have not been able to finish their career there because they weren't getting play time. They just quit the team or whatever. But 
guys who actually do the whole, okay, I'm out of here. I'm going to transfer and play somewhere else. Somewhere I saw that that's never happened for the Blue Devils while David Cutcliffe was there in charge. And I saw the reason for that, the justification was, well, they recruit the right kind of players who want to be at Duke and don't want to go somewhere else. Well, like I said, they do do a good job of identifying players that, that, you know, that are good fit for his system and a good fit for Duke. So, you know, that doesn't surprise me too much. Talking with Jonathan Leifeitz, we will continue our conversation with the ACC report man himself. When we come back, don't go anywhere. Hey, we've got some ACC basketball to get to. Yeah, it's basketball time on Tobacco Road and everywhere else in ACC country. And we'll have an informational report on that when we come back on the Y'all Show. Let's observe the inflatable noodle man. His constant undulating entices people to look at me, look at me. He's tireless and brainless, a literal airhead. Curiously, however, the inflatable noodle man, when hearing that Geico not only saves people money, but also has an award-winning app that makes it easy to manage one's policy, he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Just ask an inflatable noodle man. Carefully, they are unpredictable creatures. Ever wonder why Europeans seem to speak so many languages? Maybe it's because they use Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Babbel's award-winning technology gets you speaking right away, whether you're learning Spanish, French, or German. And best of all, you'll remember what you've learned. I always thought I was bad at languages, but after using Babbel, I can tell you I was just taught the wrong way. Using Babbel's 10 to 15 minute lessons, you can be speaking confidently in your new language within weeks. I was amazed that I could start having real life conversations right away. It was so fast. Now I'm speaking Spanish. Woohoo! <laughs> no wonder Babbel is the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Try it for yourself and see why Babbel is the quick way to get conversational in a new language, like Spanish, French, or more. You can try Babbel for free. Go to Babbel.com or download the app and try it for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, or download the app to try it for free. That's Babbel.com. Hey, this is Shaq. When I was playing ball, our team doctors helped me overcome pain with something called TENS therapy. And I see how Smart Relief is that same kind of therapy. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that immediately start blocking pain. Back, hip, knee, or shoulder pain. Even works for hours after you turn it off. Man, this Smart Relief so smart, they should call it Shaq Relief. Ooh, I like that one. Somebody write that down for me. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Get my lawyer on the phone. You need to patent that. Use only as directed. Hello, welcome back to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. This is the show where we discuss all things Southern and the Atlantic Coast Conference is a pillar of Southern sports, home of the 2018 College Football National Champion Clemson Tigers, by the way. And let's see here. I don't know of the other sports that the ACC has claimed in the last couple of months in the NCAA world. Georgia Tech won a championship in anything here lately? Uh, not really, not a national championship now. Okay. All right. Well, I'm sure North Carolina, Virginia, one of those schools has won some kind of soccer or polo or rugby or whatever they have. 
Uh, Some so, counting as sport. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We're talking with Jonathan Leifheit of 247sports.com and Pravda. And we're discussing all things ACC with Mr. Leifheit in our ACC report. And Jonathan, now that the 2018 season we can put to bed, we know who won that, turning our attention to 2019. Hey, there's a big date circled on the calendar less than a month away. National Signing Days, 1A and 1B. 1A comes in December. 1B comes in early February, first Wednesday in February, where the kids sign on the dotted line, and that's the the traditional signing day. What can you tell us on the recruiting front for the ACC? Well, uh, most of the, as they say, most of the hay is in the barn for everyone. There's really not a lot of, of players left. Um, this year um, in terms of, of signing. Now, not to say there's not none, um, and uh, you'll probably see probably a run at a couple of programs, particularly like Georgia Tech or, or uh, Miami, where they've had some coaching turnover. But by and large, most of the most of the, the country and, and the ACC is no no different. Got most of their signees in, in in the December time frame. You do have some guys who, you know, as a result of coaching changes and whatnot, decided, you know what, I'm going to wait and see. Um, so they do things that way. So you'll probably see, you know, a few, I would say a handful anywhere from, from three to three to six, maybe at any given program that, uh, that elected to wait, but most of the haze in the barn and largely, uh, you know, you're just at this point wrapping things up. All right. Well, I know Paul Johnson's retired from tech and he was not a fan of that early signing day. And now with the new coaching staff in place in Atlanta, do you think that overall, the way they got it with the two signing days, that's going to end up being a permanent thing and everybody's going to be happy with it? Well, I think there's some folks that aren't happy about it because they were uh, – some of the larger schools, what I'll call football factory types, were using that late signing period in, the, in December and January to kind of poach from the lower schools. And it's kind of, kind of eliminated their time frame you know, their window of opportunity to do some of that. So I think the majority of the schools are happy with it because it allows them to firm things up. On top of that, it means they can have a little easier January where they can go out and focus on unsigned kids instead of having to babysit, you know, all their all their commits waiting for a, for February to run around. So I think all in all, I don't see any anything coming. But I, I will tell you that what Paul Johnson advocated, and I thought it was a really interesting and novel approach, was basically when the kid's ready to go to, to, to commit, give them a scholarship paper and let them sign. And that way, you know, you, you'll know for sure. Is he really committed and does he really have an offer? Because in some cases, kids will say they or think they have an offer from a school. Really, the school's holding, uh, kind of stringing them along. Yeah. And in some cases, you got a kid who, who says he's committed to school, but he's really waiting for the, for the next best offer to come along. Put the, put the paper in front of them, let them sign, and and uh, and then you'll get kind of see if the rubber really does meet the road on some of that. So that was what he advocated, and that's why he didn't care for the early signing period as much. He just felt like when they're ready to sign, let them do it and get it over with. All right. Jonathan, trivia question for you here, and surely to goodness you know the answer to this. Two ACC teams finished in the top 25 in the final poll that just came out this week. We know that Clemson's number one. Do you know the only other team in the ACC that finished in the top 25? That would be Syracuse. That's right. You are correct. And your prize is, well, a big pat on the back. Syracuse yeah. comes in at number 15 in the final polls, both the AP and the coaches poll. So pretty good job by Syracuse. And again, 
Both Syracuse and Clemson are both in the Atlantic Division of the ACC. The Coastal evidently took 2018 off. Well, it, uh, there's a reason they call it Coastal Chaos, and um, it's really a bunch of teams. I, I like to refer to it as crabs in a bucket okay. because if you ever watch crabs in a bucket, what happens? One crab tries to get out, and another crab reaches up and pulls them back in the bucket. <laughs> so they all spend all the time. Nobody can, seems to be able to get kind of an advantage and get superior to anybody except for maybe a very, you know, a one season run. And then they're back to brought back to the pack. All right. Again, for all your coverage of ACC, go to 24 seven sports.com. Check out what Jonathan's got on the sites and more. And that's part of CBS sports digital. Check it out. Anytime you're able to and get caught up and press everybody at the office at the water cooler with your knowledge of ACC sports. All right, Jonathan, the ACC is known for more than just having a college football national champion. It's also a, a conference known for college basketball, men's college basketball, to be exact, and the conference play up and going now. Duke, number one in the country. They already have a 2-0 and record in conference play. Any thoughts in this early part of the conference slate of what's going on in the ACC? Yeah, I, I think you just mentioned, and you mentioned Duke, uh, Zion Williamson, oh my gosh, that guy is – uh, an incredible player. He looks like he will be the next uh, longtime superstar, probably in the NBA, probably next year. So uh, they look pretty good. Um, you know, the rest of the ACC is clearly lagging behind them, um, but nonetheless, uh, Virginia is up there. Uh, they are also actually they're in uh, rank number four right now, so they're doing well. And then you kind of slide on down. Virginia Tech, number nine. Uh, North Carolina comes in at 12, Florida State at 13, NC State at 15, and you keep on sliding down. I think that's all of the all of the ACC schools in there. So a good number are ranked pretty high. I think Duke is, like I said, uh, the, clearly the the the, uh, the class of the uh, class of the group. Um, so, but beyond that, still it's a, it's a really tough league. A lot of really good teams this year. And for and as crazy as it sounds. Um, uh, Virginia is actually ranked number one in the coaches poll uh, in, in basketball. So uh, they do de- definitely seem to be up there. And there are three, those top three in the conference are on quite a streak. Duke and Virginia Tech both have eight game win streaks right now. But the Cavaliers, they have a 13 game win streak. That's hard to do. Yeah, it, it is. And of course, we know that uh, the last game that they lost was uh, University of Maryland. UMBC, I guess it was, uh, when they were a number one seed. So uh, everybody's going to be watching them kind of uh, uh, interesting to see what they do this year. Yeah, they're 13 and on a 13-game win streak because they haven't lost a game this year, as you just so eloquently put in front of us. Uh, as long as UMBC doesn't show up on the schedule, the Retrievers <laughs> still put the fear in the Cavs, no doubt about it. Well, Jonathan, it's going to be another exciting weekend of ACC basketball. This weekend we'll have a full recap on next week's ACC report with you so it's still early in conference play but again for your college book basketball madness the ACC madness we have it covered here each and every week on the y'all show Jonathan thank you very much good to have you back on with us here in 2019 hopefully you had a a very good ACC break and uh, got your ACC glasses on ready for another year that I am I'm excited about the next year why of course, we got our coaching change at Georgia Tech, and uh, hopefully, uh, we'll see the basketball team do well as well. Uh, but I'm enjoying watching all of the all the hoops across the conference and following things 
uh, in football as well. Yes, Georgia Tech, I believe, beat Wake Forest in their only conference game to date right now. That is correct, 92 to 79. They beat them uh, this past weekend. Yeah, I saw that on television. Always weird to see Danny Manning, a guy from my childhood of, of the Kansas Jayhawks fame, leading the Danny, Danny and the Miracles. Yeah, leading the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. I, I guess they've got a good coaching situation in Lawrence because you'd think he'd be on their short list for coaches if they ever make a change. Uh, Bill Self has got them perennial, perennially ranked pretty high. Yeah. Uh, I did not look at what their ranking was before we came on. If you give me a second. This is usually up there. And there they are, number seven. Ah, okay. Yeah. College basketball. We're looking forward to March Madness. Only two months away from all that good stuff. Jonathan, have a good rest of your day. Thank you for your ACC report. Thank you much. Have all a great week. Yes, sir. When we come back on the Y'all Show, Hour 2, we're going to talk some country music, and we're going to have hashtag hullabaloo coming your way. Stay where you are. Don't go anywhere, use guy. Your skin does a lot for you. It endures the cold and sun and nights when you sleep with your makeup on. Tell it you love it back during the Love Your Skin event at Ulta Beauty with brands like Philosophy, Dermalogica, and Clinique. All 50% off with daily beauty steals. Plus, licensed skin experts will give your skin the love it deserves with customized facial treatments that fit your needs and goals. Hurry in now through January 26th for a gift with purchase from brands like Mario Badescu, Peter Thomas Roth, and Murad. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. A slippery bathroom floor can result in expensive hospital bills. So today, I'll show you how to cushion a serious fall by filling your bathroom with thousands of plastic balls. Just nail a piece of plywood across the doorway and dump in 2,000 multicolored plastic balls. You could try to protect yourself with a bathroom full of plastic balls, or you could get liability coverage through the Geico Insurance Agency. Visit geico.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Happy CMA Day 2018. Uh, tonight on ABC, the CMA Awards air starting 8 Eastern, 7 Central. And in just a few minutes, Precious Harris will be joining us direct from Music City to preview some of the categories and what we can expect performance-wise on the CMA Country Music's biggest night. That's tonight. A lot of fun going on in Music City. We need to be there. We'll be there soon enough. We're not there because we're in the great state of South Carolina as we continue our odyssey across the southeast. We've been in uh, the the Palmetto State for a few days now, heading through Georgia, Alabama, and the Mississippi later in the week. So come out, wave to us as we pass you by if you live in those states. This is the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Glad you could join us. And we've got a special announcement coming up on tomorrow's show, the Thursday edition. We'll be joined by an old radio friend and a great man who knows a lot about money and how to save money and he's got an incredible voice jim wadil will be on to help me co-host a portion of the show we're also going to be joined by tyler garrett tyler hosts the gamecock show carolina Carolina. if you like the south carolina gamecocks and you want to know what's going on with usc football and basketball well the carolina Carolina is your connection and tyler and i are going to talk about the gamecocks as right now they sit at five and four. They got a couple of games left, 
and they hope to get bowl eligible this weekend as the Chattanooga Mocs play at Williams-Brice Stadium. So we'll have all that on Thursday's show, plus much, much more fun all coming your way. We start off this hour of the Y'all Show with, play that music, please. A little, a little bit louder now. A little bit louder now. Hashtag Hullabaloo is back here on this Wednesday CMA Spotlight Edition of the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Yeah, we love it. We love it. We love to have fun. And this is a fun hour when you can mix hashtag Hullabaloo and good old thrill bag herself, Precious Harris, always full for of laughs and fun. And man, she'll put you in the right mood. When you combine the two, you've got one heck of a combination here on Wednesdays in hour two. We start our hashtag hullabaloo with something from Single Sis Stars. That's at single S-I-S-T-A-R-S. I like that. And Single Sis Stars, a healing community of amazing Christian women who will not allow heartbreak to define them, but will allow prayer and inspiration to connect them. That needs to be put on a t-shirt. I like that. Let's say that again. A healing community of amazing Christian women who will not allow heartbreak to define them, but will allow prayer and inspiration to connect them. That is a beautiful thing. Their tweet says, single sisters bake. What did you bake tonight? We made an easy cranberry pie. It's all yummy in my tummy now. And they got a picture of that beautiful cranberry pie. I have never had a cranberry pie, I, I must admit. So single sisters, please forgive me. I know you're an amazing Christian woman. Please be Christian and forgive me for not having a cranberry pie. I only drink, I don't eat, I drink cranberry juice when I have problems with gout. I hate to come on here and tell you all my medical problems. I don't have that many, okay? And I know some of you have more than I do and some of you have no health problems. But yes, why, I'm the only person in my family that has an issue, but why the good Lord gave me problems like shingles earlier this year, and and then I had gout pop up this year after a couple of years away from it. I also get hives really bad every couple of years. What else do I have problems with? Uh, That's probably, I haven't, I have not had to have a hysterectomy, I I must admit. (laughs) Okay, I I know some of you ladies out there have had, and God bless you. That's not an easy thing to have to go through. But no, I'm just being silly. I I've had gout, and if you don't know what gout is, it's, it's the strangest illness. It happens when you eat oftentimes too much fancy food like meat. I think I first got it after eating too much seafood. But I went to a barbecue restaurant a couple months ago, and they had like a plate lunch. Well, the guy loaded me up with way more barbecue than I should have been able to consume. And it wasn't another day or two went by. And all of a sudden that big toe of mine could not be moved. It felt like I broke it, but trust me, it wasn't broken. I had a a flare up of gout and it was awful. It lasted a couple days, maybe even two weeks, I think. And I got the medicine to help, but yeah. All right. Enough of my medical issues. I'm not going to be the kind of guy that every day tells you about all my medical problems. I've got a few, mostly minor, mostly minor, thank goodness. And we hope you have mostly minor health problems. But if you have those, the big ones, we, we're we're pulling for you and we hope you get through them. And if they're big problems that are supposed to go away, we hope they go away quicker 
and 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 be as fast back to your normal lifestyle as possible. But yeah, I just had to throw that out there about cranberries. So thank you, single stars, for that beautiful cranberry pie. Looks good. It certainly looks good. And hopefully, if you like cranberries and you, and if you're like me, cranberry pie and and cranberry pie challenge where you've never had one. Go make one. Go find one. It looks good. Katrina Woman is on Twitter, at Katrina underscore woman. And she says that tattoos and lots of cooking and canning, computers, love of astrophysics and dinosaurs, oh, and an MA in political science. It's a bit complex. All right. Well, you're giving me lots of info, Katrina Woman. Her tweet says, my new favorite Southern phrase and... Cover your ears. I'm not going to say this expletive, but it's the S word, the one that starts with S and ends with T, okay? It says uh, the new Southern phrase of Katrina woman, nuttier than, nuttier than squirrel S word, okay? I haven't heard that one. That sounds a little redneck more than Southern. But yeah, I guess, I guess some people out there have heard of that expression. I, I won't. I won't say that I have, and I don't think I'm going to be repeating it on or off the air. But some people are nuttier. So nerdy, nuttier than whatever expression you want to say. But, uh, yeah, that, that's that's pretty pretty different. Providence Hill Farms on Twitter, at Providence underscore Hill. And it is an equestrian facility, sporting club, a wedding event, and a venue with overnight accommodations, indoor and outdoor event spaces, and more. And they put a tweet out putting the expression, looking for a southern atmosphere for your upcoming party, check out the PHF Pavilion. That's Providence Hill Farm. I didn't know where this was located. I went to the website. They have an amazing website with plenty of info. And again, they, they, they have horses there. It's an equestrian facility and a sporting club, but also have all kinds of great wedding and events available there. This is in Jackson, Mississippi. The capital city of the Magnolia State, Providence Hill Farm. I, I was not familiar with it. It looks like a new place. But it's address again, it's Jackson, not Ridgeland, not Clinton, not Brandon, not down in Faith Hill's hometown of Star, Mississippi, not in Crystal Springs, but no, Jackson MS is the address for Providence Hill Farm. So if you're looking for a Really neat place for a party or a wedding or to go riding a horse. Check it out. Providence Hill Farm at Providence underscore Hill on Twitter. Mandy Peacock at Mandy P underscore Realtor. And Mandy Peacock is a Realtor with Caldwell Banker. And she specializes in historical properties. I think we've read something from her before. I think if, if memory serves me correct, she is in the coastal empire. That would be. Savannah GA and her passions other than real estate are decorating, antiquing, and anything Southern. Well, Mandy, we like that expression and we gl we're glad to share your anything Southern thoughts here on the y'all show. She wrote on Twitter, so true stuffing goes in pillows. And I didn't know what she was talking about, but she has an attachment. So Mandy, we, we here at the y'all show did our crack research and found your attachment and it was a GIF. And the GIF read, it's dressing, not stuffing. Love, 
the South. It's dressing, not stuffing. Love the South. So what that implies, down here in Dixie, we don't call that stuffing. We call it dressing. Turkey and dressing, not turkey and stuffing. And so when Mandy adds to that gif, so true, stuffing goes in pillows. That's kind of funny. Yeah, that's funny. And it reminds me, speaking of the South and stuffing going into pillows, do you know before we have our whatever the heck goes in there now in a pillow to try to make it soft, you know what people used to put in pillows, what the stuffing was in a pillow? And it had a connection to the South. It was Spanish moss from places like Louisiana. They used to harvest it in South Louisiana. They may still do. I don't know. I've never slept in a on a bed with a pillow made from Spanish moss stuffed into a pillow, but that was what was used many, many years ago. They used to have harvesters of Spanish moss specifically for bedding and for pillows and mattresses and such. How about that? See, you learn something every day here on the Y'all Show. I told you it's going to be worth your time listening to us. Paul Hewlett is on Twitter. At Beyond Her is the Twitter account. And Paul Hewlett writes creative business communications and design artisan housewares, stationery, and apparel. What's the connection? It's beyond me. That's the statement from Hewlett. Well, the Hewlett tweet that we're going to read is, why I love winter in Texas. And it has a beautiful picture of flowers blooming in the Lone Star State. And it, and it is pretty. Now, unfortunately, I failed botany. I have no idea what kind of flowers you've got there, Hewlett. But it looks great. And I do know, when you think of Texas, you can't help but think of blue bonnets. But this is not the time of year blue bonnets emerge. I think they're more of a February, March, April springing up. Uh, a sign of the spring when blue bonnets hit Texas and a great staple there in the Lone Star State. But I don't know what you got there. I wish you would have included that in your tweet, but we'll take it either way. A beautiful sight and a refreshing sight. Amber Strong is on Twitter, and Amber Strong's Twitter account is A Strong Omer. A Stronomer. That's pretty creative. And Amber is an Arkansas native and NASA astrophysicist. And I don't think she's making this up. She says climate change is real. And she's a pilot, a yogini, Y-O-G-I-N-I, I I guess that's the person that does yoga, and a home brewer and a great Dane mom. Yeehaw! Also a Razorback fan, feel sorry for you there, and a Pearl Jam fan. And she puts on Twitter, going full southern, and having homemade pinto beans and cornbread tonight. Hashtag Southern Cooking. Well, Amber, you may be an astrophysicist, but making good homemade pinto beans and cornbread is out of this world. <laughs> How about that? That's a great one there. Put that one in your NASA book, Amber. Amber Strong and a great Twitter handle, Astronomer. Last name, S-T-R-A-U-G-H-N. If you see Amber, tell her we talked about pinto beans and cornbread and southern cooking. And we appreciate what she's done at NASA. And our the real question is, are we going to ever land on the moon again? 
The real question, Amber, since you're from Arkansas, will the Raiders backs win another game in 2018? I don't think so. Big Tummy Dummy, I love that, on Twitter. And Big Tummy Dummy puts out a tweet saying, Recovering from the long work week with some southern grits. And I see this beautiful picture of a bowl of yellow grits with cornbread slices. So we were just talking about cornbread and pinto beans. But yeah, you can put cornbread and yellow grits together. And this is a really yellow grit bowl. I don't know how they do that. I don't see that style of grits at at my local grocery store. But I know there's plenty of places that make really good grits and do it in a very old-fashioned way. There's actually a grit tour in the state of South Carolina, which which we're broadcasting from. And there's a place near Edisto Beach, South Carolina, that I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but I'll try to dig it up before tomorrow's show, that I've been told has wonderful grits that you can order through the mail. And so we'll we'll tell you about, it might be Geechee, Geechee Grit Company or something like that. I'll I'll do the research. What I really need to do is do the research in person and and sample it and tell you how good it really is. I'm only telling you what, believe it or not, the teller of tales from Takapola, Jerry Short, told me about these grits not long ago. So I love grits. But yeah, this is a beautiful bowl of yellow grits with a little cornbread slice to boot. Thank you, Big Tummy Dummy, for that inclusion on hashtag Hullabaloo. Boy, we love this segment. We also love talking about country music. When we come back, Precious Harris will be on to tell us about tonight's CMA Awards airing on ABC, hosted by Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood. We've got all the other stars that you want to know about. Plus, we'll talk about some country music legends putting out holiday albums. That's all ahead on the Y'all Show. As Hour 2 continues, talk with a Southern accent. Your skin does a lot for you. It endures the cold and sun and nights when you sleep with your makeup on. Tell it you love it back during the Love Your Skin event at Ulta Beauty with brands like Philosophy, Dermalogica, and Clinique. All 50% off with daily beauty steals. Plus, licensed skin experts will give your skin the love it deserves with customized facial treatments that fit your needs and goals. Hurry in now through January 26th for a gift with purchase from brands like Mario Badescu, Peter Thomas Roth, and Murad. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Shaquille O'Neal here. If you battle back or hip pain or knee or shoulder pain, you don't have to tough it out. You can just turn it off with Smart Relief from Icy Hot. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that safely block pain at the nerve level. It's simple, easy to use, and it's been clinically tested to start providing immediate relief for hours, even after you turn it off. So if you're battling pain, let Icy Hot help you win that battle. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Use only as directed. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you 
you take back control of your money and finances. And it gives you penalty-free access to your savings. Plus, it beats the pants off any 401k or IRA. These are uncertain times, so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security. To get this free report, go to bankonyourself.com right now. That's bankonyourself.com. Bankonyourself.com. She's been playing at a room on a strip for ten years in Vegas. Every night she looks in the mirror and she only ages. Everybody's buying Says I'm a simple girl myself Grew up on Long Island So she packs her bags To try her hand Says this might be My last chance She's gone country The Y'all Show continues with John Rawl, the show that's all about the South, and we love to talk music here on Wednesdays with Precious Harris and the report we get from Music Row, Nashville, Tennessee, and today's an extra special day in country music and throughout Music City, USA, as the CMA Awards will be airing tonight, and Precious, I know you've gone and got your incredible outfit on, and and I've got my incredible outfit on, and we're just ready to shine. I am. I'm trying. Well, I don't try to do too much shining because, uh, you know, after 20-something years, you know, I love still getting dressed up and stuff. But this is one of the coldest nights to happen mm. on record for the CMA Awards. So there won't be no little strappy little outfits and little mini skirts and heels and like it usually is. It's going to be everybody's going to be covered up in thick fur coats and long sleeve sweaters. So the bling may still be there, but not the cute little bling that you can wear see through little arm sleeves and all that fancy little lace and sequins and stuff. So the weather has definitely changed how what people are going to be dressing like tomorrow at the CMA. Oh, I'll be sure to tune in. And you've got the 52nd annual CMA Awards going on in Nashville. Carrie Underwood and Brad Paisley will be co-hosting for the 11th time. Vince Gill hosted for the 12 previous years the CMA Awards. And a lot of people nominated and such. We'll talk about that. But you mentioned cold weather. I saw somewhere where Middle Tennessee is expecting snowfall Wednesday and possibly tomorrow, Thursday. What do we know about that? And will that affect the show? Is there any chance the show could be canceled? No, no, believe me, every street in Nashville is blocked off. They won't cancel it. Not okay. unless we get like 10 inches. All right. But, uh, no, they won't because, of course, everybody shakes, starts shaking in their shoes at one inch. So I'm thinking we're going to be right on the line of just the drizzle yeah. and the sleet and then farther north to my dad and can Bowling Green. It's probably going to be some snow coming for them. All right. Well, we want to make sure this goes off without a hitch. Of course, people will be tuning in from all around the world to see the CMA Awards, which, look, if you know anything about country music, the CMA Awards are sort of the, the more prestigious award show. I know you've got ACM, CMT has something, but it just means a little extra something if you win the CMA Awards. And the big prize at the CMA Awards is Entertainer of the Year. And Precious, a lot of people are eyeing that category for tonight's show. And what are your thoughts on the nominees and potential winner of that? 
Well, I will tell you, I I, I did vote. I'm not going to tell you I voted for because it's not very fair. All right. Well, we're going to hang up. If you're not going to tell us your your friends and family, then we just we're just hurt. Our feelings are hurt. Well, I tell you, but see, here's the deal. You got Jason, who's had a number one record this year. You got Luke Bryan, who's had uh, another number one record. Some people are cr- good. And you've got Ch- Kenny Chesney, who's just kicked off on a sellout tour or finishing up a tour. And you've got Chris Stapleton, who released his album and it sold. I think it's already platinum. Then you've got Keith Urban. That's I'm gonna, I don't even have to say a word about Keith Urban. It's it's Keith Urban, you know. So it could it's going. It's you know it hasn't been a woman in the entertainer of the year um in a long time well maybe I mean, like, may, maybe women just aren't entertaining precious is that what it is no i just think that it is a <laughs> testosterone testosterone whatever it is whatever that word is they use uh in, you know filled radio <laughs> charts right now but there is some women i see coming up and i see you know filling the shoes of other greats that's gone on um i will tell you one of the cutest little ones is Marin Moore. She's only like five foot tall, but she is like the cutest thing and wonderful voice. And then Kelsey, you, you can't say enough nice things about Kelsey. And she treats her fans like family. And um, so, you know, and you see a lot of people coming up and Kelsey's doing exactly what Garth did. She knows her fans by name. She's always thanking them for everything they do for her. She's extremely pr- appreciative of it. Yeah. But, um, you talking about Kelsey yeah. Ballerini? Yes. Okay. I didn't know if there was another one that just popped up on the scene, but yeah, that I know she's very proactive and and loves her fans, and she's a good Tennessee girl. So what do you expect? Exactly. I, I tell you, I'm really surprised that was not nominated that for Entertainer of the Year, uh, and I think it's because she had to ended up doing a shorter tour because her pregnancy is Carrie Underwood. Okay. I'm really surprised she and Miranda. It's been a while. Uh, you know, but um, but like I said, I'm surprised Carrie Underwood had not had uh, a nomination there, and I do believe it's just because of the timing of everything going on in her personal life. You and, know, and help me confirm this, Precious. When you're talking Entertainer of the Year award, CMA, you're really talking about what they do in a concert stage in a concert setting, not what kind of good song they put on a record. But this is the true entertainment type part of their job. Is that is that right? Yes, and I tell you, I'm real surprised it wasn't nominated because he's, you know, an international superstar. And it's Garth. Um, I'm real surprised that he was not nominated as Entertainer of the Year. Well, has he toured enough? Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, he's been on a world tour for three years. Oh, uh, see, that's what little I know. Garth, Garth. I went to that Kroger, by the way. You told me that he shops at the Kroger in Gulletsville. and I went there looking for him. Maybe I wasn't there late <laughs> enough, and I did not see not him. Not late enough. All right. So my, the kid that was staying with me that signed that they didn't know how to ever. I mean, this is pretty bad when you're 20 year old. I call him my kids, my songwriter. It came in actually from the CMT Awards one night late, about two o'clock in the morning. We've been at the office jamming, and he couldn't figure out how to scan his deodorant. He forgot, and the guy goes, "Here, sir, I'll help you." And he trying goes, "Well," and he was like dumbfounded because it was Garth Brooks. Mm. He said, "Thank you, Mr. Brooks." You know, yeah. it was like so cool. That's great. All right, any other any other of the award categories that you'd like to touch on before we move over to other country music news? Yes. Vocal duo is going to be a hard one. I mean, you know, but I mean, and honestly, I'm uh, a real surprised of the uh, of the songs of the year. You get uh, 
the song of the year, you've got two duos in a in a an event of the year that's nominated for song of the year. Uh, so you got Tequila by Dan and Shay, which is a duo. Then you've got Drowns the Whiskey, Jason Aldean, and, and featuring Miranda. So I was real surprised that the song of the year had the two duets. Not that they're that they were on there. I'm just because I love the songs and they definitely uh, belong there, at least in the top ten for nominations. But I was just real surprised that it was not more single artist in there for song of the year. All right. And I have the list of some of these categories. I heard you mention the vocal duo of the year nominated are Brothers Osborne, Dan and Shay, Florida Georgia Line, Maddie and Tay, and Sugarland in that category. Song of the year, the nominees are Sam Hunt's Body Like a Back Road, Chris Stapleton's <laughs> Broken Halos. You have Drowns the Whiskey from Jason Aldean featuring Miranda Lambert. Drunk Girl from Chris Jansen. I think he wrote that song about you, Precious. And, uh-huh. yeah. and, and, and then Dan and Shay's Tequila. And uh, that, that's those are your Song of the Year awards. I'll reserve judgment here. But those that usually Song of the Year award is for the really it, it's the one that the songwriter will get the most attention for because it's supposed to represent the song that is truly like, oh, my gosh, what an incredibly well-written, thought-out song. And those are your nominees for that category this year. Oh, yes. And, of course, uh, we've had uh, – tonight is the BMI Awards. I think tonight Steve Cropper is getting honored as iconic songwriter who wrote, mm-hmm. you know, sitting on the dock of the bay. But last night was the ASCAP Awards. And um, my my Kentucky – I got to talk about Kentucky. You know, oh, we, T- TMK, TMK. TMK, I know. Uh, Ashley Gorley took home his sixth Songwriter of the Year award last night. Really? At, uh, at the 56th Annual ASCAP Country Music Awards here in Nashville. But uh, I was so excited. Of course, Leanne Womack got honored and Brent Young and Sam Hunt. I think Body Like a Back Row got Song of the Year. And, of course, Warner Chapel won Publisher of the Year. But anyway, it was just a really, really cool event. Um, but anyway, but, you know, going I have to talk about Ashley, you know, because I'm so proud. He's now broken the record of even with uh, – 38 number one records as a songwriter, equaling the Beatles. Hmm. Pretty, yeah. pretty good track record there. Wrapping up the award categories, the two other ones to be on the lookout for if you watch the CMA Awards show tonight, the Female Vocalist of the Year nominees, Kelsey Ballerini, who we just talked about, Miranda Lambert, Precious's five-foot friend, Marin Morris, Casey <laughs> Musgraves, the Texan, and Carrie Underwood, the hostess of the show, on the male vocalist of the year, the category includes nominees Dirks Bentley, Luke Combs, Thomas Rhett, Chris Stapleton, and Keith Ibn, all nominated there. And again, this will be airing tonight, the CMA Awards on ABC. And this is coming from Bridgestone Arena, downtown Nashville, right? Yes, sir. All right. So, uh, and it starts at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. All right, so 8 Eastern. On ABC, lots of good stuff. And this is truly a live show. It's not like the old recorded shows that show up two and three weeks later, right? Right, exactly. So, Precious, watch your language is what I'm trying to say when you're out there on ABC. <laughs> we, oh, I'm hoping I will be somewhere ahead in the corner sitting in a seat. All right. We're going to put the CMA Awards on ABC to the side. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we'll continue talking with Precious. We've got other country music news and some great achievements that we'll tell you about. As the Y'all Show, our country music spotlight with Precious Harris continues after the break. 
Let's observe the inflatable noodle man. His constant undulating entices people to look at me, look at me. He's tireless and brainless, a literal airhead. Curiously, however, the inflatable noodle man, when hearing that Geico not only saves people money, but also has an award-winning app that makes it easy to manage one's policy, he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Just ask an inflatable noodle man. Carefully, they are unpredictable creatures. Hey, this is Shaq. When I was playing ball, our team doctors helped me overcome pain with something called TENS therapy. And I see how Smart Relief is that same kind of therapy. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that immediately start blocking pain. Back, hip, knee, or shoulder pain. Even works for hours after you turn it off. Man, this Smart Relief so smart they should call it Shaq Relief. Ooh, I like that one. Somebody write that down for me. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Get my lawyer on the phone. You need to patent that. Use only as directed. When he leaves me, he wears a smile now as soon as he's away from me. In your arms is where he wants to be. And welcome back to the Y'all Show Country Music. It's front and center each and every Wednesday, and it's front and center across the world as the CMA Awards are taking place at Bridgestone Arena in downtown Nashville tonight on ABC, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central. Your start, Luke Bryan's going to get it going, by the way, if you tune in. We just gave you all of our inside scoop in the previous segment, and we've got our rhinestones on, and we're ready for another big night. Precious, I'm still longing for the day Reba puts that thing she wore 25 years ago and made a lot of headlines with. And shows back on. I know she recently had that outfit on or something like that. Does that sound familiar? Yes. Okay. Was it the same outfit or was it a, a reproduction? It was the same outfit. Okay. That's the cool. It was the same outfit. Yeah. Reba McIntyre, who could put the same extremely sexy outfit, I guess is a nice way of saying it. She did it so well 25 years ago and she can still put yeah. it on. That, that says a lot. Yes. And I'll just leave it there. All hey, right. She looked, we saw her at the NSA Awards on the 28th, the National Songwriters Hall of Fame induction. She is amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I second that emotion. Let's talk some bluegrass here. You've got some news on Daly and Vincent, and they're doing something really cool for their fans. Okay. Let me tell you what they're doing. All right. Yeah, please. I was, um, of I was in Kentucky, not a pun, when I had to. I was supposed to interview him. I was up there on some family business, but they are just super, super nice guys. Of course, you know, uh, Vincent is, of course, Rhonda Vincent's little brother. But they are gifting their fans with their first ever Christmas record. And that's like their favorite holiday. So I'm real surprised they waited this long to do a Christmas album. It's called The Sound of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, of course, um, the collection, what it is, is the classics. And then there's some. Uh, a lot of people, they found that they were cutting and all these songwriters start pitching all their Christmas songs that they never wanted cut. So we're going to hear some never be heard holiday tunes. So anyway, but the best part, I mean, Amazon's cut them at number two, which is really unusual as a bluegrass record on their number, on their Amazon holiday, hot new releases for holiday. Wow. 
Now, Daily Vincent is a name that even myself, who's not a bluegrass aficionado, I'm familiar with that name, I guess, because they've been working hard. They still haven't had a song, per se, that's crossed over and gotten a lot of country music airplay. Do you think that's not too far off for this act? Well, I think you're still always going to have that, you know, that they can sneak in every once in a while. But, you know, if you look at what song has been number one for 45, I mean, for 49 weeks, it's BB Rexa and Florida Georgia Line mm-hmm. at number one. Okay. So trying to knock them out of the spot, if Keith Urban can't do it, or Brent Young, or Garth, or, you know, Eric Church, or any of those, I don't think Dalian Vince is going to be able to knock them out. So, it, uh, but I do think that with Angela, Angelina Preston, and Ashley Monroe, Miranda, Miranda's got their new record out. I think you're going to see a turn towards some of the more traditional country. And if it does, then you will see Daly and Benson on the radio. Because the only thing that makes them bluegrass is when they have the banjo in some of their songs. You know, and of course, there's mandolin all throughout country music. There's mandolin and pop. Um, you know, so uh, remember the Rain song, I can't remember his name, but. Um, but it was filled with full of mandolin, but it went pop. So you can't, some people say it's just instruments, that instrument. It's just the way the record's actually produced. But if any band that could cross over to the country, it would be uh, Daly and Benson. And Precious, you mentioned Miranda Lambert and her friends Ashley Monroe and Angelina Presley. They are Pistol Annies, and their new album, as you said, debuted at number one on country's <laughs> albums chart on billboard the album is called interstate gospel and they're going to be performing at the cmo cma awards tonight on abc so check out pistol annie's now if miranda performs as a part of pistol annie's i wonder if she's also performing as a solo act i'm not for sure about that because let me tell you um there there was a couple of a last minute artists that had to be put in there because of um just certain things changing up on the show um but i do know that every slot every second on that show is accounted for mm-hmm. so i they she may have chosen to because the records out there or her label have to make sure that the record gets put on you know with angelina presley Esther monroe highlights the pistol annies instead of her okay so I think it's probably just going to be the Pistol Annies between you and me. Okay. Well, we'll have to tune in and find out. Now, I want to also talk about the song that's number one at Country Radio for the fourth straight week. But Cliffhanger here, I'm going to talk about that. But I, I meant to move away from the CMA Awards. But you sent me a little cheat sheet prior to our interview here. And what's amazing is the people not receiving nominations on tonight's CMA Awards, Blake Shelton. Eric Church, and Kane Brown. Brown is the only artist to ever top all five Billboard country charts simultaneously. And well, there's one more. <laughs> okay. Garth. Garth. Okay. All right. Well, those, those acts there, but that is an amazing thing, and I guess Blake Shelton's been tearing it up on country radio. Eric Church has been tearing it up on radio. Kane Brown evidently has. Garth's doing great. I don't know who's doing the nominating, but uh, you have to wonder about, about all that. Now, back to who's at Country Radio right now for the fourth straight week. That would be North Carolina's Luke Combs, and she got the best of me. Still atop the chart. Yeah, I love Luke. Um, 
actually one of his co-writers of Ray Fulcher writes in my office with some of my songwriters. And I think Ray had five cuts, possibly six, on Luke's uh, debut record that spun off all those massive hits. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, but it just, you know, when you, Luke can deliver a song like nobody else can. And, but like I said, when you hear him open his mouth, you automatically know who it is. Yeah, I like his voice. It's, and I'm a guy. And it's hard for yeah. a guy to admit that another guy's got a good voice, but he's got a, a good country, southern, kind of a raspy voice. And yes. I don't know if he smokes or not, but if he if he does, shame on you. But, boy, it does give you a good voice, Luke. But let's just think that maybe he doesn't smoke. it. That's just the way the Lord made him. But good job there. Fourth straight week, she got the best of me atop the Billboard country radio chart. Now, some blast from the past with you, Precious. We're going to okay. talk... We're going to talk about Mr. Diamonds and Dirt, Rodney Crowell, and we're going to talk about Mr. Sticks and Stones, Tracy Lawrence. We'll go first with Mr. Lawrence. He's just released Frozen in Time, a new soundtrack to give us all a much-needed breath of invigorating holiday spirit. What is Frozen in Time all about? Let me guess, Christmas? Actually, it is. Okay. But, um, but let me tell you what it is. He's got, you know, he he writes a lot. He actually has a publishing company that a couple of bigger writers are signed to. But um, this is still, once again, a mix of holiday favorites. But it's this time, it's one of the very few albums, Christmas albums, that is on vinyl. And he also, now next week, um, after CMA, he's got the turkey fry next uh, next Tuesday. He's been doing that, I think it's eight, maybe ten years, that he fries up turkeys for the homeless shelter. Here in Nashville for the Nashville Rescue Mission. So, and it's always a huge media event. And, you know, people really, you know, he, Tracy brings awareness to how bad it is, you know. And he always makes sure that every year that that, that entire complex is fed all the homeless people that can get to there, you know, to their thing where they're doing it at. But Tracy's always given ever since I've known him. And um, mm-hmm. so he's got a lot going on. He's got, like I said, he's got a new. Uh, see a Christmas record out, and then he's got a new. Uh, not to mention, you know, the uh, the turkey fry next week. So he's busy for the next week or so. And he has an awesome syndicated classic country radio show that airs on stations around the country. Tracy Lawrence, go to his website and catch up with all things going on with him. I want to talk about Rodney Crown, but you just mentioned how Tracy's helping out the Nashville area and the homeless and, and the underprivileged as we get to the holiday season. And when you and I were last together hanging out in Sumner County, you mentioned that for years you've been involved in some kind of project around the holidays in that area of Goodlettsville, Hendersonville. Help me, help our audience. What what exactly is that, and how can we help out? Well, I tell you, it's called Christmas for Kids, and it's been going 25 years, I think. Actually, Garth's bus driver uh, actually started. Garth was a huge part of it when it first started. But he always, uh, if they did anything, uh, Garth, the daughter of Garth's driver, actually her driver has actually passed on, but his daughter still runs it. But it's where that they go to the schools and have each teacher nominate the kids who really need help at Christmas and their families. And what we do is we, uh, Charlie Daniels puts on a concert uh, and uh, some other ones do, uh, you know, at the Ryman Christmas for Kids concert. Charlie, I think, headlined it last year. But uh they raise whatever money's raised at the Ryman. We take it and get um, put it in the little our little till we call it. So, and, when uh, is this concert normally held? 
it's usually held the last week in November. Okay, so it hadn't come yet. It's still still to come. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. I think it's like maybe Monday night. I have to double check. Okay. But uh, we take the money from that, and then we have the bus tour, uh, which all year long people donate. But it's Christmas, like number four, kids k i d s dot org. But on the Monday night before we take them shopping, we have eighty tour buses full of country stars. And you pay $5 to get in, and you can go from bus to bus to bus and meet all the country stars and have your picture made with them. And you get, you know, they give you CDs, they give you pictures, whatever they've got to give out. And uh, this is for the general public to come out. Yes, general public comes out. And then the next morning, we all meet at Cracker Barrel. A lot of my buddies from, you know, we have about 10 of us that, that's in our little inner circle that does it. We always meet at Cracker Barrel at 9 o'clock that morning before shopping and get our rules, get us registered. Uh, you have to be checked out. Uh, you know, your driver's license and things like that. It's quite, you know, it's very much a, most of the time, if there's anybody new, they get a background check to make sure everything's okay. But usually you see the same old, same old people every year because it's just, once you shop with a kid who begs you for some socks to keep their feet warm, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, it's, you, you're, 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 you're hooked. It's just something that every year I get the biggest blessing out of it. I'm serious. I feel like I went to church when I get through with Christmas for kids because it's such a wonderful feeling to see kids that you know that would probably may not even have a Christmas dinner, but they're going to have toys. Well, thank you and to all the other volunteers that do that. Again, I should have known about this event, but honestly, I don't think it gets a lot of attention outside of Nashville, but what a great thing. And if you're a big country music fan, you need to check out Christmas, the number four kids and support country music support these kids primarily and make a difference here in the holiday season what a great thing and again kudos to you and everybody else that's been involved with that for a long long time now rodney crowell i went and bought diamonds and dirt in 1989 when that was on the shelves and of course he used to be the son-in-law of johnny cash married to roseanne and he's making some news because he also like tracy lawrence has a new album out and his is called Christmas Everywhere. I know. I'm telling you, we got, of course, I love Ronnie. He's super nice. And he did our Music Alliance fundraiser to help people who have exuberating medical bills, um, you know, help raise funds. But yeah, Ronnie's, he actually, I didn't think I would like him singing Christmas songs. I was so used to him singing the Americana type music. But I actually love him on this record. And also, uh, one of my favorite, favorite voices uh, on country music has got his Christmas album out and it's the, uh, Brit Eldridge. And he's, uh, he actually just took his glow album from 2016 and added five new songs and repackaged, re-released it because it got such a great, um, got such a great reviews. And it was so actually probably one of the best Christmas albums of 2016. And they actually just redid it and updated it a little bit, made it like a deluxe version like uh, Taylor did of her first record. and uh, But it's actually pretty daggum good. All right. Well, I like that. We've been talking with Precious Harris, author of I Know Country, which has 366 daily country music Q&As, and you can get it. It's downloadable. It's a downloadable ebook at iknowcountry.com. Precious is a music journalist and a music career development consultant with the emphasis on new and aspiring artists and songwriters, and she's got another book. Boy, you've been busy writing books, Precious. The book called (laughs) 
The College of Songology 101, the singer-songwriters need to know reference handbook is available at collegeofsongology.com. You can follow Precious's blog at nashvillemusicline.com. She's our friend. She's our insider. And hey, insider, I just got an alert here that I don't know if you know about this, but I'm going to share it with everybody. It's hot off the press, some breaking news that you can tune in tonight on the CMA Awards and hear this song for the first time on national television. You ready for this? Are you on the edge of your seat, Precious? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, co-host Brad Paisley is debuting his brand new single to radio today, and he's going to be performing this brand new single on tonight's CMA Awards. And are you ready for the song title? I'm ready. And make sure you listen carefully, and you don't <laughs> you you don't get offended when I say the name of the song. Okay. Okay. Bucked off. B B U C K E D off. Bucked off. A light-hearted breakup song for Brad Paisley, and he'll be performing Bucked Off. Now, I thought it could also have a reference to Buck Owens, who, of course, was one of his heroes, but it, uh-huh. must, it must not have anything to do. It was written by Brad Paisley, Chris Dubois, and Kelly Loveless, and it's his first <laughs> collaboration with Dan Huff as a producer. So, Bucked Off, listen to it tonight. Let us know what you think, but it, it sounds like an intriguing song, and that's the kind of fun stuff you can – Catch on the radio and on tonight's CMA Awards. How about that? <laughs> yeah, and they, uh, Brad, I'm anxious to hear it because I love Brad. He's so funny. You know, my husband was in one of his videos when two people fall in love, and uh, he said Brad was just a wonderful person to work with. So I cannot wait All right. to see what he does tonight. I'm well, excited. Well, that'll be on tonight. Bucked off from Brad Paisley and a whole lot of other good country music. And Precious, we thank you for your great report here on today's Y'all Show and we'll catch you next week post-CMA. Awesome. I got good news for next week, too. So I'll share it with you when I talk to you. Uh, we only want good news on this show, okay? No, it's it. All right, darling. Have a good day. All right. Precious Harris. Well, thank you all for listening. This has been the Y'all Show with John Raw. We'll be back here Thursday as we broadcast from South Carolina. And we'll continue on. We'll have a special guest that will sit in here, a guy that I worked with a long time and radio in the Palmetto State. And also, Tyler Garrett will be joining us. Tyler is the host of the Carolina Crow Line. That is an all-South Carolina Gamecock show. And he'll come on to tell us what in the world happened in the swamp last week as Will Muschamp's team fell after they were behind and let Florida get a win in the swamp. And we'll talk about the rest of the Gamecocks' football schedule, which includes a game against their arch rival, the Clemson Tigers. And we'll get Tyler Garrett's thoughts on the entire SEC. This will be our SEC Spotlight on the Thursday, y'all, with Tyler Garrett, our special host as we broadcast from Columbia, South Carolina, home of the Fighting Gamecocks. Until tomorrow's show, have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent. Your skin does a lot for you. It endures the cold and sun and nights when you sleep with your makeup on. Tell it you love it back during the Love Your Skin event at Ulta Beauty with brands like Philosophy, Dermalogica, and Clinique. All 50% off with daily beauty steals. Plus, licensed skin experts will give your skin the love it deserves with customized facial treatments that fit your needs and goals. Hurry in now through January 26th for a gift with purchase from brands like Mario Badescu, Peter Thomas Roth, and Murad. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful.
Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. A slippery bathroom floor can result in expensive hospital bills. So today, I'll show you how to cushion a serious fall by filling your bathroom with thousands of plastic balls. Just nail a piece of plywood across the doorway and dump in 2,000 multicolored plastic balls. You could try to protect yourself with a bathroom full of plastic balls, or you could get liability coverage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Visit GEICO.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be.